0: Hello and welcome to episode sixty-four of the MTG conflux Cast. My name is John, and I'm joined by my co-host Chris. Hey! This week we're going to be talking about the Haga crisis and the implications that it has on upcoming GP Vegas and Birmingham. Or I should say, what do they call these days? Um, oh god, <sighs> Magic Fest! There we Magic go. Magic Fest. Good job, Watsy. Good branding. But before that, we're going to get into our bi-weekly roundup where we talk about what we've been playing these last two weeks, so let's start with you, Chris.
1: Uh, so I only got to play FNM once these past two weeks, Lame. Um, but when I did play, I really wanted to play Amulet with Field of the Dead, however, my Field of the Dead had not yet arrived. Because <laughs> you Sounds only play fancy foil cards. Yeah, so I originally ordered a um, foil copy. Off of TCG, they are having, like, a 10% kickbacker or whatever. And so I ordered one, and the guy, the seller, messaged me, uh, sorry, this was mislabeled. It's actually not a foil copy, <laughs> but we can still send it to you and refund you the difference. And I was like, nah, dude, I wanted the foil. Miss me with that <laughs> normal printing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I got a full refund, but then it meant I couldn't get a field of uh, the debt in time. So, uh, I asked people: Should I play Amulet without it, or should I play some stupid green meme deck? And everyone obviously chose the meme deck. <laughs> of so course. I played my personal um, green meme machine of Mono Green Devotion.
0: <laughs> Goddamn
1: Garook, <laughs> and went a solid two and two. Solid. <laughs> my uh, my standby. Yeah. So. Uh, play against Burn and oh man, let me tell you something about a uh, main deck Kitchen Finks against Burn. <laughs> yeah, it's a terror they haven't had to play against in a while. Yeah, so the good old turn two Kitchen Finks block your Goblin Guide, and then he helixed it after it persisted, and I just ewit buy back the Kitchen Finks and replay it. <laughs> Holy shit! It was a disaster. Also, thing to note: Uh, Garouk Wall Speaker does not trigger off of Idol on the Great Revel.
0: Yep, it's too expensive. Neither
1: does Hornet Queen or Crater Hoof Behemoth, <laughs> which I cast in the same turn. Ew. <laughs> the old, So I went like Hornet Queen, untap my Nictos, untap a land, scavenging use Crater Hoof, plus nine my team attack you. Wow. <laughs> That's quite big. <laughs> um Yeah, it's kind of rude, actually, but I <laughs> not seemed okay with it. Just gotta flex on him sometimes. Oh, then I lost a Tron, because I'm very sad and bad at the game. Um, there's, there's a point where he, he had two Tron pieces. He had like, mine, mine, tower, forest, and he had played an O stone in the turn prior. So I go packed for an ooze, play an ooze, and I, like an idiot that I am, decided that I should destroy his Oblivion stone. When, in fact, the correct thing was to destroy Urza's tower. Because he untaps, draws Sylvan's Scrying off the top, Sylvan's Cryings for his last Tron piece, and then all his dusts me, and I'm very sad. Oof. All his dust is a beating. So I, I lost that one. Uh, I don't remember I lost to round three. But round four, I played against Jund. And... Game 1 was very grindy. We're both down to, like, no cards in hand. But the thing is, you know, they they draw these kind of peddly cards like Tarmagoyf. And I'm drawing cards like Hornet Queen. <laughs> I mean, you've got some real duds in your deck, too, though. True, but, like, with four Summoner's Packs... Yeah. The odds of hitting, like, a big, just massive, unbeatable thing is pretty good yeah that's fair uh so managed to be done that
0: felt pretty good but um going two did not feel so good. <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a bummer but you're playing the meme deck what do you, what can you expect right yeah i mean you kind of
1: <laughs> knew what i was signing up for <laughs> I, I at least i got to you know play play my how much me? Uh, 17 mana worth of cards in one turn. Think, yeah, it's that's really gross. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I have been able to play Fields of the Dead online because I don't play foils
0: online because why would you do that? They look hey, terrible. <laughs> I've seen people do it. I had an opponent last night. Almost everything was foil. Yeah, it, I, I don't get it. So, like, I have this fully foiled amulet deck and paper,
1: and then online it's literally the cheapest copies. Like, I don't even have, um, uh, this was Guild packed so, um, Simic growth Chambers online.
0: <laughs> They're just, like, modern
1: master ones or something? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my, my cards online are a nightmare. I've got, like, one full art cryptic command, and then, like, the others are just a mix of printings. <laughs> yeah, I think at least most of my
1: cards are all same art. Oh, that's not true. I have um two masterpiece engineering explosives and one like modern masters one. <laughs> because at the time I purchased them, they were the cheapest ones. Really? So. That's weird. Yeah, when I first bought it, the masterpieces were the cheapest.
0: I mean that's And then cool I think with least. Modern
1: Horizons the um, that
0: art was the cheapest. Makes sense. But anyway, Feel the Dead sweet man. Yeah, uh you craned me with it the other night.
1: Uh, I've been playing it in the main deck, and everyone on you know, the Amulet Discord is like, this is a sideboard card, why would you main deck this? It's so situational and narrow. And while that may be true, um, we're looking at you, Bajookabog. Uh We have all, all these kinds of lands in our deck that are very narrow and situational.
0: It like lets you backdoor into being a scapeshift deck. Y- y- well, a Valka deck. Yeah, I guess that's... Yeah.
1: No big scapeshifts here. Um, but yeah, it gives you like this inevitability against control decks. It also helps you stabilize against uh creature decks if you manage to live that long.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of like uh standard scapeshift is kind of the Field of the Dead, what is it? Uh yeah, Field of the Dead. Is it Field of the Dead? It's yeah. Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead deck, uh de jure right now. But um,
1: so yeah, there's a game I played against Hogak, and I will say most of the times my zombies kill my opponent is because they're playing Hogak. <laughs> and he apparently uh, main like Amulet was his main deck previously previous to him playing the Gak I guess wow what an asshole <laughs> and so he's like oh I like the deck you know I, I I used to play that as my main deck I was like yeah it's cool you know it's fun whatever and so we're going along and we're both pretty low and he has a Hagak because they always have a Gak plus, like, five other creatures. (laughs) And my board, I think I have two amulets and an Azusa? Or no, I don't know. So the, the previous turn I had attacked him with a Titan. So I untap and he upkeep Assassin's Trophies that Titan. Oh, I see. So I go make another Titan. And then I give it haste. In response to giving haste, he assassins trophies that Titan. Oof. So I just make another Titan. What the fuck? <laughs> Which made another Titan. While I and then I made nine zombies along the way.
0: <laughs> what what the hell?
1: <laughs> or oh no, actually maybe he assassins Trophied my haste land. Yeah, I think he killed my haste land. So I, I had so I ended the turn with two Titans, nine zombies, and an Azusa. Jesus Christ. And I started my main phase with an Azusa and like some amulets.
0: <laughs> nine zombies? Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, because the the Titan the second Titan got Vazuva to copy the Field of the dead. Oh my god. It's just like a double zombies, like uh, four of the nine zombies
0: are on that that ETB trigger. That's so gross. I didn't even think about how you could double up with Vazuva. So you can just go turbo zombie mode. Yeah, so I think I was at two life. So my last
1: two lands were Vesuva, um, Kibber Crossroads. So I made four zombies, gained two life. So we're up to four. So I have two Titans, eight, and, oh, sorry, two Titans and nine zombies against his Hagak plus six other,
0: like five other attackers. I'm surprised people aren't more hyped on this card because it gives, you know, ammo and a dimension it didn't really have before, which is going wide, right? Like Hornet Queen was your only really way to go wide. Yeah, and, the, the and it's also a, like, a way
1: to, like, um, continue pressure after they've answered your Titan. So, typically, you just go get Telluribot's Bounce Land to make a new Titan every turn. Yeah. But you can also just get the feel of the dead, and if you have an Azusa, it's like, well, I'm going to make three zombies a turn, which is still six power, which is the same amount of power that a Titan gives you. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a Azusa in a Bounce Land, it's, it's air quotes making a Titan
0: every turn. It's better without an amulet too, right?
1: Uh... Yeah, I mean you don't need an amulet to
0: just make a bunch of zombies. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like the to have the Titan really get up and running, you kinda need an amulet.
1: And then, you know,
0: making your primeval titan also grave titans really gross. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty into that. I don't know, I'm like I'm obviously not an expert about amulet, but when hearing you talk about it and watching you play with it, it just seems insane to me. And the zombies come
1: into play on taps. It's like you could even like even back you have blockers if you attack with your Titan and you can't give it vigilance. Like it only took one slot in the
0: deck, right? Like yeah, like that's just such a low opportunity cost.
1: But I mean it isn't free. So it is my 29th land. I I I wouldn't really feel great about cutting one of the other lands for it. Like, I don't want to lose access to a ghost quarter just so I can play Field of the Dead.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um same thing for like to gain life, land whichever one you happen to be playing. Or, what got cut? Uh, what got cut for it? It's um, so a non one of like the flex spots. You can explore or something. So I'm actually um, on one coalitioner luck, like, and I put an abhorrent grazer in instead. I felt maybe Grazer's worth it with 29 lands in the deck that a quote explore effect might be better than did you get Otherwise. did you get sold on the grazer playing it in the blood sun deck <laughs> uh no not necessarily but the fact that it does block like stupid um goblin guides and stuff is pretty nice yeah the beachy boy is a really good wall um and later in the game you can use it to make more zombies
0: <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't have defender either right so you can actually, you can get him with it
1: yeah you can like give it haste vigilance and attack with your two three <laughs> it's like
0: not the worst yeah, it's so, fine. Yeah. Uh, huh. Uh, yeah. Seems seems good. Uh, I like how Amulet always seems to be kind of moving forward. It's the kind of deck that, like, I could see, like, kind of like how Banteldrazi just kind of drew, like, dried up and stopped like really getting any new cards, but I guess, like, Amulet plays a lot off lands, so new lands are always going to be good, at least for But I mean, it
1: to, it's not like it's getting a ton of new cards. Yeah. Like, the the main deck hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah, that's true. Like, the news edition, I guess, would have been Karns if you're if you're playing those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Which fair. You
0: could, if you wanted to. Yeah, Grazer came know. from the same set, right? So it's like, yeah. Grazer and Karn, and then now people are, like, testing sideboard cards, like Veil of uh, Summer. You'd, like, Force of Vigor. Yeah, Force of Vigor.
1: So. I mean, you can kind of tweak the deck to do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of the kind of the benefit of like all these random color bounce lands because you have to play so many bounces anyway
0: yeah so like do you want to play white cards or red cards or even black cards like you just change whatever type of bounce land you want to use kind of reminds me of how affinity used to be actually i mean obviously not the same but like they also had the flexibility in their mana to just kind of play a lot of different sideboard cards of kind of any color
1: yeah because of like glimmer void and springing from mox local so cool. i mean we can't do it that easily but we do have like you know gemstone lines that you could reset yeah Color Relaric also makes it easier to, to splash kind of weird sideboard cards if you wanted to.
0: hmm Yeah, I think decks that get to like really dip into a lot of colors like that are, are powerful. Like huge advantage.
1: This is nice because you can like tune your board to, to beat what you want to beat mm-hmm. most of the time. Also but I yeah, I I don't know if I would say the uh the deck is like super evolving
0: still. Yeah, kinda slow. But
1: it's pretty easy to test new stuff because of the toolboxy
0: nature of the deck. Yeah, it's true. You can see your new your new bullets pretty pretty frequently.
1: Yeah. So when everyone asks you, "Oh, are you gonna play this new land and amulet? Oh, are you gonna play this new green creature and amulet?" If you want to try it, you can, and you can tell pretty quickly whether it's worth it or not.
0: <laughs> That's kind of nice. You don't always get that same decisive answer out of other decks.
1: Yeah. Like I wasn't. A strong believer in Field of the Dead previously, I thought it was kind of a meme, so I
0: decided to play it as a meme, and it turns out it's pretty good. Yeah, it seems to pump out a lot of zombies like pretty consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could argue that oh well, you would have won if you got another lands anyway, so you're you feel that isn't doing anything. You're just making zombies because you want to like you want to like you you want to put it into play because you want to use the card but had you gotten you know T West plus bounce land it would have been you would have
0: won the game anyway it's just so good against the interactive decks cuz a lot of them can't easily interact with lands and so like maybe they could interact with a titan like they can kill a titan or whatever but like you can't like you don't keep sweepers in against amulet usually so like How the hell do you deal with this? Like you know, consistent flood of zombies. It's just super like inevitable.
1: Yeah, and if everyone's gonna be playing assassins trophies now, then having another way to like put pressure on the board that doesn't get blown out by a removal spell. Yeah, it's quite nice. Not that Titan is getting blown out by an assassin's trophy. You still got your lands and whatever, but. Like one for one removal is so bad
0: against, yeah, Shield uh, of the Dead. Yeah, exactly. Like you already got a zombie or two off of it, probably.
1: Yeah, it almost always makes two zombies when it comes into play, <laughs> because it's coming in with a Titan yeah. from a Titan. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, what have you been playing, John? So I also missed an F and M. So I've only been to one F and M since we last recorded. But I have been testing online uh, and doing a whole but load of. Theory crafting and site board planning um, in my downtime, um, but I'm still super into this four color snow tie red slash iceberg slash berg deck. <laughs> snow decks got so many great names, man. Um, they used to call these like four color um, uh, these four color decks um, ber- uh, Castlevania. Because Berg means castle and I think like German. So they called them they called him Castlevania, so I've been calling my sideboarding guide like Castlevania in winter. <laughs> Just stupid junk like that. Um but I'm still super into this deck. I think this is the most I've been into a deck since I played. yeah rug prowess was pretty sweet i also really enjoyed the um the four color was it a five color the the uh it was the five color deck um with uh, Grimflayer, flare triple flare the triple flames deck um i really liked that deck too um but this deck is way better mana than that deck ever did that deck was so soft to blood moon um But I like playing uh, fair decks that play a lot of colors. I think that's like how you leverage really powerful things with a fair deck is by just getting access to like the best gold cards and best singular cards in each color. And I think this deck is just really in a really good spot against a lot of a lot of decks. Um, It's probably the best position control deck I've played against like Tron in a really long time. Um, You just answer all their stuff. Um, You have really good sideboard options. Uh, It's just nice to play a control deck that doesn't get like whomped on by Tron. Um, You're like really good against like Jund. Um, You just take a huge stomp all over stuff like humans and Infect. Um, So you're just like really good against everything that isn't basically like Hogak or Mono Red Prowess. And Mono Red Prowess has some pretty crazy haymakers you can bring in now like Weather the Storm. But Hogak is a big problem. So it's a little awkward to be in a spot where I'm like super into this deck that's like kind of a dog to the best deck in the format. But I also don't think Hogark's gonna be around for much longer. So Yeah, I would be very surprised if it survived another BR cycle. And so all this time I'm putting into the deck, I think, is well worth it. Because I don't think the like I don't think the format's changing in such a way that this deck is going to be bad. I think this deck is going to be good after Hogark's gone. And so I think the time and effort I'm putting into like learning it and like planning out my sideboarding and all that um is like well worth it although the problem is i'm going to an mcq this weekend and i gotta figure out how the hell i'm gonna like survive in a sea of hogak so i think i'm gonna do some drastic stuff with my sideboard and maybe even my main deck this weekend um but i finally picked up the deck online through the card hoarder loan program i had to increase my limit a little bit because the deck is obscenely expensive because running six and force negation are just crazy expensive online um in paper as well yeah they're really run. six is like hundred and ten ticks or something now it's crazy um but um I had some interesting notable uh, things going on so I think I would talk about a few of them uh, I put against Jen last night and we were trying to get like a discord video call going and then like someone else wanted me to record it with like screen recording software and so um, I was like really distracted trying to get someone into the chat and they were having a hard time like on discord like connecting with me for whatever reason and my client was like super laggy because um in like the previous game we had like ulted run in six and done a bunch of other crazy shit, like had a ton of permanence in play, and like the client was just freaking out where like anytime you tapped a land for mana, the like prompt for what color of mana you want would like shoot up to the top left, like the far top left corner of the screen. I've never seen that before. Like so you're like click a land and then you're like, oh I want to make blacks so gonna go all the way up to the top left corner, then like back down to your pile of lands, and then click another land and like, go all the way back up to like the top left corner um and so it was like my client was just lagging i was like kind of tilted by that and then like trying to get this person into the call and so i accidentally f6 in game two through our first two land drops so i make my first land drop on turn three and we go like basic astrolabe basic basic blood moon on three and they just couldn't beat it they, they just lost like we won the game we, we literally did nothing the first two turns of the game <laughs> just nothing nothing land 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 turn 5 blood moon go <laughs> I thought it just couldn't win <laughs> I
1: wonder if opponent was like is this advanced BM <laughs>
0: don't even know it was ridiculous and so uh we're playing with daniel and like after i think even after i think it was before i missed the second land drop it was like after the first one he's like just concede just go to game three just concede i was like no 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 i want to see like you know what maybe he boarded some stuff in or whatever so i'll keep playing and then opponent just like doesn't play a threat and we just like slam the turn five blood moon and we're like huh our opponent might just be dead (laughs) and sure enough they just couldn't do anything i like I think they eventually found like um yeah they found a second swamp and were able to play Leyline of the Void with our run in 6 on like 6 and so we're like eh I guess we'll Assassin's Trophy this Leyline of the Void and give them their green mana so that we can ult our run in 6 so we like do that old redden 6 and then they um they kill our blood moon with like an abrupt decay or something but then we just have a in 6 emblem and they can't beat it like they just can't yeah. beat it they're already at like eight or something and we have like of uh, seven cards in hand and a and 6 emblem like and they have nothing yeah and 6 emblem is insane so, <laughs> so beat jund despite like heinously misplaying um, and then, speaking of advanced BM, we played against what ended up being a Hogak player, but our opponent on On the draw game one moles to zero Like kind of slowly, like they didn't just like hammer the button, right? They like kind of slowly went down to zero. I'm like, what the fuck? So we like kill them relatively quickly, and they like could do literally nothing Actually, I think they scooped after we played like a few threats. They did like nothing And so we're like, what the hell are they playing? Like We have literally no idea. So they must have scooped like really quick um and so we just don't sideboard and we're like yeah it's probably a gag like that was kind of our like hunch but there's like you know who knows it could be anything and sure enough it's hogak and they just like destroy us game two yep so game game three we like board and we like mold to like five to find like because our first two hands were like you know okay-ish against fair decks but like not very good against hogak and didn't have any grave hate so we like mold down to five. Player our ley line and they're just like lol force of vigor that do the Hogak thing kill you it's like cool we just like lost to an opponent that like literally did nothing in one of the games <laughs> awesome um <laughs> so that was our I was getting flexed on by Hogak, um and then we got to flex on a burn player where um we're like kind of lowish, but not. I think we're like eight, and they have like three cards in hand or something. And so they suspend a rift bolt pass to us, and we had like a, a weather the storm, and then we like brainstorm with Jason find another one. And so we go to their turn. They put rift bolt on the stack, and then we force of negation it, and then they like don't do anything past the turn. At the end of their turn, we go opt, and then weather the storm so storm is three and then they concede before we can even put the second one of the storm on the stack (laughs) it's like 27 life or something like that like ridiculous we like still had like i don't know adjacent play and a few other cards still had all these yeah still had all these and then we like misplayed in game three because snowmana is hard with astrolabe and like didn't dig as deep as we could have and like lost it's like a pretty rough game we just like had really bad mana and like i don't know we like mold and didn't have anything really good going on um so this were like our two losses in the first league hogak and burn and then um we also got to like uh unmoored ego a titan shift player taking their vol cuts and then snap it back and take their primeval titans and so their <laughs> only win cons they had left were sakura tribe elders and two lightning bolts <laughs> is this a win con yeah like i mean we were kind of low but not that low <laughs> so um and then uh we played against uh in our second league we only played two matches but we played urza grixis urza twice beat it the first time and then the second time our opponent was like a super salt lord like just super super salty like oh you like you drew perfect cards oh, off the you top so always have it just always have it so lucky and so like i'm like throwing some shade back at the guy because like fuck you for being an asshole i'm gonna like he's like oh blah blah, blah. you like drew perfect back to back i was like yeah my hand's pretty good too <laughs> and so this guy's just like super salty the whole time and then he goes like plays urza and the same turn spins the wheel on urza and flips a second urza so now he's got like nine power and constructs or so or no it's even right they're the same yeah, can't, can't be odd. so it's like 10 power and constructs I think they're both five fives and then an urza and we like dead of winter wipe his board and then he just untaps and plays a third fucking urza like what the fuck like this guy's over here like oh so lucky and like, he had like
1: no cards in hands so He just like top decks the third urza or something just yeah this.
0: yeah exactly it's- kind of insulting, but whatever we ended up losing the match like super narrowly like he had an unanswered um doctor foundry that like turned like his crappy top deck artifacts into a few thopters and he just like eked us out we had like a planeswalker in play and more cards and it was just like couldn't find an answer for the <laughs> for the thopter foundry which is frustrating um so yeah we lost a super salty guy i told him that i hoped he felt better soon <laughs> At the end of the match, <laughs> no, But he said that at the end of the game two. Oh, that's right. He like he like answered you as
1: you were being like as you if you were being yeah. sincere. Like, oh, maybe yeah. we have like we both have good hands. We'll have a good
0: game or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like what I thought after game two because it took so long. The match was over. That was the triple Urza game. Yeah, I was like throwing some shade back at him, and then it like dumps us into sideboarding. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm the asshole now. <laughs>
1: Man, that definitely happens online. Though sometimes you're just playing and like it takes the games go so long. And you're like, oh man, I finally beat him or I oh, I, I lost, darn. And then it goes into sideboarding. And you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah.
0: I've had that happen in paper, but it's like way more awkward because you like start like you know packing up and your opponent's like, what the fuck? Like we have another game. <laughs> I've done that a few times at like PPTQs. Oh man. Uh, so that was uh that's what I've been doing for uh uh four color snow tie red uh deck's pretty sweet um the losses like you know the burn and urza loss were honestly like pretty close um and then the hogak the hogak loss was just brutal like just pure savagery um i need to play against the deck some more online but from what i've heard from other people playing the deck it's just it's bad it's real fucking bad so if you play enough online, I'm sure you'll you'll play. Instead
1: of Hogak. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was talking to someone earlier. They played against Hogak four times in one week. <laughs> like, dear God, man, that would just break me. So, probably Hogak. fast, fast leak. I have a Hogak story. So
1: my, I think my record against Hogak right now, online anyway, is like four and two. So four wins, two losses. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, one of my losses. I was against the crab variant, and I lost game three not to the big bad Hagak man, but to some crabs. You died to crabs. Kind of. Why? So at one point, he just decides that he's gonna stop milling himself with crab. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't know why. It's like I I scripted him once or something, and he's just like, oh, that's it. I'm fucked. I'm just going to mill you now. <laughs> Which made no sense to me at all. Because, like, it was a one-shot deal. Like, I don't even have a recurring, way to recur on Bajugavog or anything. Which just like, nope, I'm just going to mill you. And he just gets the magic fucking mills, man. That's amazing. Like, the first one mills two Path to Exiles. The next one mills, like, my Haste Land. And then he mills, like, my Double Strike Land. And then he mills, like my Toloria West, and he mills my Field of the Dead, it's like, what, like,
0: how, how? how? <laughs> wow. So did you die to, to mill, or did you die to, to beats after you had all your relevant cards well, to of your deck? I
1: did die to beats, but I had, like, 12 cards in library. Wow. <laughs> I got to the point where I play a Titan, and there's like, oh, there's like four lands in my deck. Like, do I even want to take these lands? <laughs> <laughs> huh. Like, not really. Wow.
0: Failed to find.
1: Amazing. Yeah, so that was really
0: kind of tilting, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty tilting.
1: But it's like, would I have died sooner if he just milled himself and he played Axe? I don't know. I would have drawn paths. He had the, He had the galaxy brain... <laughs> like soul read i guess playing against fucking maximilian pegasus online i guess
0: <laughs> yuki boy <laughs> my millennium eye <laughs> oh man yeah so crab version clearly superior clearly oh man well i guess that kind of uh segues us into our main topic here we are again with yet another episode Talking yeah, so about
1: the GAC. Losing to a um crab by the GAC deck. The GAC deck clearly broken. Needs to be banned immediately. Push not fun, button. not interactive. Um This is why I'm not going to
0: Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Not because you had other plans this weekend. Is Vegas this weekend? Yeah, I think it is, right? Or is it next? That was next weekend. Oh anyways, because you're uh, you're having a, a weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> moving like bernie uh that movie's too old of a reference huh have you ever seen weekend at bernie's nope have you seen weekend at bernie's too nope that's a bummer yes yeah, so you're going to bernie falls this weekend right With the yeah. lady?
1: yeah yeah but- funny story about that so um not not really funny at all More sad um uh, so, earlier in the year uh, girlfriend mentioned that she wanted to go to Birdie Falls, She's never been there, wants we'll to go check it out But um, like her family's always saying "Oh, know it's too far, you don't really want to go So I was like you know, Well I guess that means that uh, that I will be going with you At some point So we're like oh when should we go I don't know Like pick this weekend in August It's like a couple weeks before she starts Back up for school or whatever and, oh, That seems probably fine and then within the next like week, like people ask me, "Hey, uh, going to that MCQ? <laughs> like, what MCQ? When's that?" Oh, it's uh, it's on the seventeenth.
0: Oh, if it makes you feel any better, the player meeting is at nine thirty, and it's in San Francisco. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, it's really early. <laughs> so it's
1: like, yeah, no, that's a, that's a no can do on the MCQ oh well what about the the 2k let's <laughs> oh when's that
0: the 18th <laughs> <sighs> uh, so this is how you get revenge chris you uh you rent a copy or get a copy online somewhere of uh weekend at bernie's and you bring it with you and you're like hey honey i found the perfect movie for us to watch this weekend it's super topical very romantic we should watch it and then you just break out fucking Weekend at Bernie's (laughs) then she hits you
1: (laughs) is it really payback if I too must suffer
0: (laughs) it's a pretty funny movie dude these two guys trying to pretend a dead guy is alive for like a whole weekend it's Weekend at Bernie's (laughs) and there's a sequel I haven't seen the whole movie I used to work at Hollywood Videos so you know People coming in to check out weekend at Bernie's. But yeah, anyway, so that's that's the uh, the plot of uh, weekend at Bernie's, and uh, much like weekend at Bernie's, uh, this uh, upcoming weekend at uh, Vegas is about keeping something dead alive for an extra few weeks.
1: Oh, pretending a format is alive for a weekend when it
0: is indeed already dead. Yeah, it's very topical. Oh my wamo. <laughs> so. Aaron Forsythe tweeted today uh, at uh, eight o six in the morning. Good time, good time. Was, it was it actually today? It was yesterday morning. Was I'm yesterday, sorry. Yeah. We've had twenty four hours to digest this one. Um, there's not going to be we are, we aren't going to be emergency banning anything. There are scheduled BNR announcements. The next scheduled announcement is on eight twenty six. Twitter proceeds to collectively scream. Ree! <laughs> Yeah, um, disappointing I think yeah so this
1: is actually kind of uh, more than meets the eye issue I, I feel because I think there's valid reasons to, to and not to make an emergency banning on ye olde gacky boy so I s- found a um, very well put together uh, post on the Reddit talking about data and reasons why the GAC should be emergency banned. Um, it's Bye. a guy. What the hell, KT Kenseth? I don't know how to how yeah his fucking name.
0: Kittens shanks. Kittens shanks. Kittens shanks. Yeah, that's Whatever. my best effort. <laughs>
1: So basically, um, the gist of the post is saying that Hoga should be emergency banned, not just because of how dom, but not just because of how dominant it is. Despite being very dominant, uh, he goes on to say that the reason we might want to emergency ban this card is because it is correcting a mistake in the previous ban cycle that didn't. Adequately address the issue that was at hand. So w- watsi correctly determined that the Hogak deck was too powerful Surprise. and deemed to ban Bridge from Below. Which is what we kind of all expected, right? Yep. I think on the, here us here in the cast also made that prediction that they would not ban the guy Um probably because
0: he had just been printed. Yeah. Don't wanna don't wanna cannibalize your new headlining product, right?
1: Yeah, and I also think that uh, a, you know the community seems somewhat split on whether or not um, that would have been enough, or if Gak was the the true offender and not Bridge. But it seems pretty clear now that Gak himself is is the problem, because the the deck, despite a direct ban, has been putting up basically equally dominating
0: results. Post ban? A lot of people say the deck is better than it was. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people that have been playing the deck like competitively are like, oh, actually we were building the deck wrong because of Bridge from Below. But now that we aren't fixated on that, the deck is actually just built better than it was before, which is terrifying.
1: Yeah, it's like more consistent now than it was before, I guess. Yeah. Which playing as the deck Two and Two
0: GAC seems pretty consistent to me. Yeah. I mean they they do have to attack to win now, which is you know, I guess a big downgrade, but they're doing the thing much more consistently now, which is really scary.
1: Yeah, and so his his main argument is that this emergency ban would be to correct the issue of this deck being too oppressive because that problem wasn't actually addressed with the previous ban.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's something we agree on, right? Yeah, um, it's obviously...
1: Pretty bust. <laughs> yeah. He um, continues on to, to talk about how it will affect the upcoming GPs of Birmingham and Vegas, saying that the modern environment just isn't fun to play in with gags running around, and so they can quote save these these tournaments by um, removing the gags. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, it's kind of a bummer. I've been hearing a lot of people are kind of down about this tournament like even like pro players because it's just like you're just like throwing gags at each other it's like drawsy winner right like it's not a very skill intensive format right now like you, you play the GAC step one if you want to win you play the GAC and then you uh you spin the wheel at each other with Flayland of the Void and sideboard cards yep. it's uh it's not really magic it's like uh I don't know go fish it's not even go fish
1: Russian roulette? Yeah, and nah, that's
0: an apt one. <laughs> not even a card game. But you point the gun at your opponent? <laughs> yeah, but five chambers have bullets and one doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one blank. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he makes a pretty good point about this. It's interesting, he posted this before her in Forsyth uh, said they were not going to be emergency banning anything. Um, and... He lists his, you know, data about uh, performance at the GPs and um, how much uh, Graveyard Harry people are playing. And then he kind of talks about precedent um, and lists some past uh, examples. Um, I thought it was interesting he points out that the Philidor Guardian ban um, was like almost like word for word. You could just like copy paste their article to Hogak. <laughs> and have it be, like, relevant. (laughs) I find that very funny. Yeah, so he he talks about um,
1: previous, quote, emergency bans. Memory Jar, Paragon, Drake, and Felder Guardian. Although, granted, they're not exactly the same. Um, Memory Jar was a very different situation.
0: Also a very long time ago.
1: Yeah. Pergamon Drake was also a online, well, it was a popper only thing, and popper was deemed an online only format at the time. So, not quite comparable there. Uh, so, I guess Felder Guardians is the most comparable, vaguely recent um, emergency ban. And even that wasn't quite an emergency ban. Uh, I believe it was just one week after the normal ban announcement, and they, I think they even said in the announcement, you know. Oh, we're not banning it yet, but we might. Yeah, like, very soon. And and they did.
0: Do you think they should have banned Hagak before or after the PT? Um,
1: I guess. Uh, so I think the argument, the thing you would would talk about is: should you've just banned Hagak instead of Bridge from below? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. But seeing as how they didn't, I
0: I don't think that necessarily you should have emergency it before the pt a lot of people were kind of holding their breath on it though like i think the pros were willing to take that into uh into account right like i think a lot of the pro players were kind of like okay well let's see what happens and then they kind of soldiered on forward with their testing for the event <sighs> yeah but i i feel like the data from that weekend was pretty damning yeah definitely so like when do they ban it like Next the next week, or like like probably
1: very close soon after the um the mythic championship and uh that other g p Barcelona
0: was it yeah, it was the same weekend, so yeah, because there's nothing else you need to know, like all the, all that's already there so not maybe not that Monday, but the Monday after it, probably
1: yeah, like oh, another week or so after that, yeah. Because we don't, we we, the This guy said this in his article as well. But I, we don't really need more GPS to be flooded with agax to know that the deck's busted.
0: Yeah, and people like everyone already knows. People don't like playing against busted decks where it's like a single deck format either.
1: Yeah, I mean they they really try hard not to have standard be like that. Yeah, but. Modern is kind of like that now. Like you just, yeah. You know, L- leyline of the void is the most played card, and <laughs> yeah, the EMC. Like
0: it's crazy to me. Like the Leyline of the void is the best answer we have, and it's still not very good a lot of the time. <laughs> like this is not like you play your your leyline, and then like they just wait to do the thing. For a few turns, maybe.
1: Like they just play their you know, their blood gas or grade plush from their hand and sit around until they find an answer to your ley line and then they blow it up yeah. and do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's just kinda of ridiculous. Meanwhile you kept a hand that's pretty ass but had a ley line.
0: And force of negation doesn't actually protect it. Like you can't play force and ley line because they just do it during your turn. Yeah. <laughs> They just like force to vigor your uh ley line and you can't force their force. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the forces line up really poorly in that in that way. Uh so yeah. So, but, uh, but
1: at the same time, like at this point right. with the GP so close. Yeah, there are downsides to an emergency banning. Like if you emergency ban Hogak, then everyone who was planning to play it. Now all of a sudden, has to scramble to build something else, to find something else. And, you know, that's not a, not a feel-good moment for, for those players. Yeah. And I think the, the more dangerous thing is the, the precedent of the emergency ban this close-to-ping event.
0: Yeah, they're definitely going to have people on pins and needles
1: forever. Because people, especially modern players, I don't know why everyone is so like like ban like they're so terrified of bands so on edge about bands like every bar announcement they're like oh i hope i hope they don't take my stirrings i hope they don't take my lootings yeah and then you know inevitably there's still the crowd who's always saying free twin and whatever but <laughs> yeah if if they actually do emergency ban uh, like hook act this close to a GP, then everyone's gonna be like, "Oh well, is, is, I'm playing the best deck at this upcoming event. Is, is it gonna be safe? Do I have to have the second deck just in case?"
0: And yeah. I think that would be very bad for. That's not good for modern either. For the game, so you have to like weigh. We have to weigh these two events against that, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, like, should it have been emergency banned? Perhaps. Should we do it
0: now? Maybe not. Every day forward they move makes emergency banning worse. Is the problem? Yeah, like so. Like I think it, they can't do it now that Aaron. For- now that Aaron has said they are not doing it, I think they're locked in. They can't. Well, yeah. Like they just can't. They're locked in.
1: Because if Aaron Forsyth tweets this thing, we're not going to ban. We're not going to emergency ban. it, And a week later, they say
0: actually we're emergency banning it. Then we're going to flip the fuck out. I think it's a foregone conclusion that on the twenty sixth, Hogak at the very least gets banned though. Yeah, especially with um, with that tweet. Yeah, did you see the the Maro tweet? Uh, I don't think so. Someone was asking them about like mistakes in the game or something like that, and Maro said, "Uh, blah blah blah." I think they're asking about like color pie stuff or something. Uh, I think this is, like, most blue cards in the game or whatever are, like, really good. And then Maro's like, oh, we have mistakes, like, throughout the history of the game. Our most recent one is a green-black hybrid or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Like, even fucking Maro is, like, throwing basically shade at Hagak. Like, yeah. And what's crazy to me about this card every time I think about it is, like, this card would have been so much better for the format if it just didn't have Trample. Like, it would still be really, really good and maybe too good, but, like, just taking Trample away from would make such a difference oh yeah you just can't jump block the damn thing it's crazy like it's just crazy Ugh. yeah like you
1: it's just really hard to deal with an 88 trampler on turn two <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i just feel like every time and the thing is like if you do deal with that they just replay it the next turn yeah Every time that this card comes up in conversation, I feel like people just kind of end up throwing their hands up in the air, like because they just can't explain it. And this is like, what does this mean for the play design team, right? Like the play design team had really been getting a, a decent reputation for this up until this point. I think I think people were really starting to trust the play design team, right. Like, like, oh, they're like keeping you know things from being too crazy. They're doing a really good job. Like, I feel, I feel like, sure, but public uh, opinion was was good. Like, oh, I think they had favorable public opinion for the play design team. Yeah, and- okay,
1: but we we've also known that, um, I guess before the play design team, they never once even considered implications of eternal formats, Really, it's terrifying. Yeah, so they just
0: print stuff in standard and just end up breaking something. Like, eh, whatever. It's just crazy to me that they printed a specifically for modern set. Because, like, their, their excuse is usually, we don't test for modern, right? They're like, we don't test for modern because it's just, like, too much. Like, the ripple effect. They want to test for legacy and modern and standard. I get it. Like, whatever. But, like, this was a modern-only set. Or, like, a eternal-only f- set, right? Like, their scope for testing was much smaller. And, like, I can't so this- believe that no one, no one looked at Hagak and was like, this card doesn't seem suspect. Like... We have a history of like having issues with cost cheating effects, and this card has two of them. <laughs> like
1: I, I mean I guess I'd say Convoke is not historically broken been broken.
0: <clears throat> no, but things that let you but, cheat on um, mana have. Like, yeah, yeah. And and like been like... is a perfect example of Convoke being very busted in certain situations. Like that card was a limited just nightmare. And still is in many popper cubes to this day. <laughs> like Convoke is very powerful.
1: Yeah, but it nowhere is close to an issue
0: of delve, which the card has as well. Yeah. I don't know, it's just crazy to me. That that like no one no one caught this. And I wonder I wonder if there was like just a tweak like every time this comes up it's cause someone made a tweak late in the design process, right? Like they just tack something onto the fucking card at the last, you know, the the you know, twelfth hour or whatever. I'm wondering if like this card got like its cost lowered or the like graveyard stipulation or trample yeah, tap on maybe it
1: was like five and three you know green black hybrid pips. and they're like oh man three is so many let's just just drop it down to two it'll be fine
0: i feel yeah. like the version of this card like mu- it must have been just subtly different but like in a way that made the card much less easily playable in these like turbo graveyard decks i just i wonder what it was was it the cost was it was it you know trample? Was it the cast ability from graveyard? Like, ah, yeah,
1: yeah. Was it just like, oh well, if it doesn't have trample, it just feels like a a graveyard
0: tarmogoyf, and we wouldn't want that. Ugh. Yeah, I just it must have been like someone trying to like make it like a flavored tweak to give it trample, or like they just thought it was overpriced at three pips. Three pips is believable to me. That that one actually. I can see that. I can see three pips, and one getting cut down to two, being something that happened.
1: Because like, if it has three pips, it's so much harder to put in a play on turn two. Yeah, it's still pretty good though.
0: Yeah, it's still quite good. But not, not like what we're seeing. <laughs> it's still pretty doable, though. Like, pretty doable, but not nearly. I think the consistency, right, is like losing that yeah, consistency I mean, but- how
1: many games do you see just like turn one citrus Supplier and like you're no one wants to kill Stitcher Supplier yeah and it's like oh turn two is Ada Wayfinder oh look I milled over a GAK yeah. I have two creatures bye Where's a GAK or they
0: milled a Gravecrawler with the Supplier like yeah the lines are just way too easy on, on two I guess on three it's very much less incidental right
1: yeah it's, it's you're probably noticeably less likely to just
0: oops here's a GAK yeah you have to have like creature into creature creature basically which is much harder to do and it's not enabled by narcomy because it's blue yeah they all have to be one drop creatures yeah so you have to spend all three of your your first two turns of mana on casting one drop creatures yeah but uh yeah whatever the case is they definitely screwed the pooch on that one and here we are now so yeah, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think an emergency banning is gonna happen just because I don't think they want I mean they charted out Aaron Forsyth for this one. I don't think he's gonna I don't think they're gonna risk, you know, whatever whatever credibility he has. I mean, I say that kind of jokingly, but I mean he does, right? Like obviously the like we believe that since he tweeted this, there's no way in hell they're gonna go back on it. So I guess that means he has, you know, some amount of, of credibility or perceived credibility with the with the company's decision making process at least. Maybe we don't agree on on what he says, but I think we we believe that they're not going to renege on anything that he's publicly stated, right? Yeah, at, at this level, at least at this this height of importance. So, I guess it's just kind of disappointing, right?
1: As people who yeah, play the format, to to just to see what's kind of like right? let yeah. Hugak wreck Modern for as long as it is. I mean, we always like to compare this to Uldrazi winner, Winter, but don't think Eldrazi Winner was um lasted as long as like a hack.
0: They didn't miss the mark on Eldrazi Winner either. Like they, you know, they hit the right cards. That's true. And, like,
1: it also um kind of came out of nowhere. Murdered everyone for a weekend. Yeah. There's like a triple TP weekend where Eldrazi just like ran the tables.
0: This is like this is like when you try to like um like pick off a toenail that's too long and you actually like rip way too much of the toenail off and it hurts really bad like that's what this is <laughs> they're like oh like this is a problem we'll fix it oh my god it's so much worse than it was before <laughs> and we can't fix it now yeah i don't know i think I like it's more just kind like, of feels uh, like kind this. of remove
1: a splinter from under your your finger and you get you get like half of it out and it still Ugh. hurts but you're like this is fine i'm just gonna leave this here for a few weeks and
0: deal with it later it gets infected <laughs> uh yeah so I guess looking forward a little bit here i think the format's in a pretty good place After Hogak goes, although there are some other things kind of a brewing in the background, right? Uh, This Urza deck is quite good. Uh, Run in six is uh, a very powerful card, a two mana planeswalker that is just very playable. Uh, Jund is uh, a reasonable deck again. But at the same time, these decks are like pretty fair in the modern scheme of things, right? Like, Urza's. Not necessarily like a, a straight up combo deck, right? It has a combo, I guess, you know, with Urza and Doctor Sword, you go infinite, but like it's not assembling that super quickly. It kind of feels like, kind of feels like how Pod used to feel. A little slower, maybe, but it's got, you know, it's got toolboxiness, yeah, it's, it's, it's got. Kind of like a, yeah. C deck with an oops I win button you let it do its thing for too long and it's just gonna combo kill you but it can also like you know just make a lot of value plays in a lot of ways actually the Urza deck does kind of remind me archetypically at least of of pod obviously you're not doing really as many things of creatures you're doing of artifacts but I I feel like the decks kind of exist in a similar space Um, so I don't know I think I think the you know the the problematic things on the horizon for the format are still like much better for the format than these, you know, disgusting graveyard decks.
1: Yeah, I guess we don't really know. So, like, Water Horizons was supposed to, you know, spark all these new decks or give, like, you know, uh, lesser played strategies, more tools to play with, and we don't really know what those are. Because whatever they are, they probably get shit stomped by a gag. Yeah, definitely. So Urza's probably, like, the one of the strategies that's, you know, new-ish or greatly improved by the... uh, edition of Modern Horizons cards but like maybe there's a mop deck out there that could be good yeah we have to say like, have... you know Ranger Captain like there's there's these you know powerful cards that we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of quite yet like
0: Astrolabe <laughs> that card's insane man it's Terran Popper a new one um yeah it's you know the Urza deck is like not that scary either because like Modern is well-equipped to deal with artifact decks. We have been dealing with artifact decks for a very, very long time in Modern. The tools exist, unlike these, you know, grave decks like Hagak, where you need to interact on, like, you know, turn zero, basically, to have a chance. Like, the Urza deck, you can interact with, like, up until, like, turn three, four, five, and, like, be fine. (laughs) So, like, Ancient Grudge just does a hell of a lot of work against against the Urza deck and just having yeah. removal for um although for to, uh, er, er,
1: there's a deck's credit um it is an artifact deck that's significantly better against stony silence than most
0: of those in the past. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um and it's got, you know, it's got Tezzeret and um uh the sigh the, the sigh it's got it's got other win cons the deck actually I, i've been impressed by how many different angles the deck can attack from you've got the thopter sword thing kind of um fighting to put long games away where you they just assemble the combo and now suddenly they just pump all their crazy amounts of mana into just killing you i know very well from personal experience the thopter sword decks just turn the corner very quickly when they assemble thopter sword um just Urza lets you spin the wheel and just get value in the long grindy games. Psy is very good, um, and then Tesseract is always just kind of like a threat that can just like randomly win games too. Just turning your your what is it five? It makes five fives out of your yeah. Your random artifacts into do a five five forever. Yeah, like it just kills a lot of decks randomly, especially after you've like kind of traded resources. Um, so yeah, I think the a deck's quite good. I think uh, the four color snow deck is super sweet though. I think I think people are gonna get more turned on to these uh, these four color snow piles once mm-hmm. uh, once Hogat gets banned. I've been seeing ones of white too instead of red. Um, losing Red in six is kind of harder on the mana though. Like it does a lot to actually fix your mana, but then you get to play like the crazy new white walkers that we were kind of also worried about before all this happened. There's been like a few layers of really powerful cards dumped into modern, and we're kind of haven't really dug into all that yet.
1: Yeah, I think ever uh, blue white was like the had the spotlight of getting all the upgrades. In recent sets, uh, starting with Teferi Hero of Dominaria. Yeah. And then going on to get um, Teferi Time Reveler. And then now with. Dovin's um, Veto. was also very good for
0: that deck. Uh, Dovin's Veto. And now they have, you know, Force of Negation. Yeah, they've just been getting pieces of candy for a while now. Even um, Settle the Wreckage was a big add to that deck. And Search for His Contact. Like and narset yeah is insane <laughs> they, they've just gotten so many good cards so but the deck's just bad against hogak like, it's just bad like the data data shows people didn't respect the deck very well either at the pt it sounds like um listening to other podcasts it sounds like the builds people brought were not really as aggressively anti-hogak as they probably should have been yeah i mean uh no one's really playing terminus anymore yeah no one was playing like main deck rest in peace it's kind of interesting because people were tinkering with that against like Dredge a while back and like why didn't people feel it you know see fit to to do that against Hagak like Hagak was a much scarier deck I think
1: so. rest in peace too slow
0: yeah but anyways I think we're going to keep the episode a little shorter this week since Steven's not here and honestly talking about Hagak for the third week in a row is not the most interesting direction to go um so let's let's look at the calendar here we're recording here on the the 13th you know what um two weeks from now chris it's going to be the 26th it's going to be be and our date so it's going to be a great day to record so um we'll be back recording on the day of the next ban and restricted announcement to talk about hagak for hopefully the last time yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll throw us another curveball in there, but yeah, we're, hopefully we're going to be talking about Hugak for the the final time. Uh,
1: Stitcher's supplier
0: is banned. Don't uh, even, don't even, don't don't even. Uh, but anyways, we're going to move into our uh, our slot of the week. Uh, what are, what are you super hyped for right now, Chris? Oh man, my slot of the week is none other
1: than snow covered forest. <laughs> yeah oh yeah tell me why i went in uh i acquired myself a foil snow-covered forest (laughs) for my amulet deck why the hell would you need one of those you ask well i'm so glad you asked it's because of my uh the week last time around of the dead uh you see (laughs) of that card likes to have lands with unique names and Forest and Snowcard Forest are indeed different names. Yep. Yep. So, if you have Forest, Snowcard Forest has two different types, more likely to get some zombie action going on with your Field of the Dead. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. <sighs> so right now I'm i I'm, I'm playing three-fourths of the moment. So that's why I only have one Snowcard Forest. If I were playing two, four, I'd have a two-two split. But as of, ah. as of right now, it's, a, it's the one-two. You know, one-two. But also... Uh, I, I, too, maybe slap in together this um, snow control deck at some point, and I'll need one of those uh, snow-covered force for that bad boy
0: as well. Yeah, you can going to have a non-foil one? <laughs> it's two. Two in the deck. Oh,
1: I have, I, yeah, I have non foils. Okay, well, you'll be fine. In fact, you have one of them. Do I? Yes, you do.
0: I thought I picked one up. I guess I'll have to pick one up.
1: Maybe I didn't as give well, it back to well you. As
0: well as my Renin sixes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got those. I got my own Renin sixes now but it yeah, what cost i have a, I have a
1: <laughs> small pile of snow covered forests around here somewhere what did it cost
0: you everything <laughs> uh but anyways on the on the topic of uh, affinity for snow covered forests, my salt of the week is uh, ice fang codal in that uh that nice uh four color snow deck it kind of ties the room together um i think astrolabe's kind of the hero of the deck but uh ice fang Kodal is kind of uh it's just doing a lot of work i mean my favorite card in the game is uh is baleful Strix and Ice Fang Codal is just honestly in a lot of situations better than Baleful Strikes. Having Flash is just crazy. Um, the Death Touch is situational, which can be a bit of a bummer. I uh, I made a few uh, boo boo plays last night where I forgot that uh, the def Touch is in fact situational on Ice Fang Codal. Uh I I slapped an Ice Fang Codal into play and ran it right into a two uh, two attacking Galactic Teeg, which uh, which felt pretty pretty fucking bad when I uh, I had a Cryptic in hand and proceeded to draw a Jace the Mind Sculptor the next turn. <laughs> Um but uh, I narrowly uh, avoided losing that game due to my uh, my mistake and managed to uh, paddle the boggles player who uh, was brave enough to run that deck into a field of a gag. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? Uh Ice Fing Hotel block your
1: thing. Go over check oh you have Snook, you have two snowlands in play? Yep. Alright, that's fine. go uh, damage. Oh before damage, actually it's a shribe Scout, put snow cord force into play. Ha!
0: wow excellent hashtag got him. wow yeah yeah I uh I heard from someone in the discord I'm in that they dead of wintered on three a hook minus eight minus eight <laughs> they had like codals and bobbles up the wazoo and all basics <laughs> just got to turn three uh minus for eight and kill a Hagak. <laughs> Just, what? How? D for five? They said they had, f- uh, I think it was, is it turn? I think it was three. On turn dude. three, it's literally impossible. Was it four? Maybe it was turn four. They said they had four. Yeah, it must have been turn four because they had four astrolabes. They can't, yeah, you can't do that. Like one, one, two, three. Yeah, you can't do that. It must have been turn four then. But yeah, they said they had four astrolabes. I think, do it. I think it was like three three snowlands, four astrolabes, and a kodal or something like that. Like, just something ridiculous. I wonder, it's gonna feel pretty bad hitting four astrolabes against freaking Hagak, up until you get to actually uh, Dead of Winter the Hagak. <laughs> but, uh, I assume they weren't super thrilled about finding all those uh, astrolabes leading up to that. <laughs> yeah. Find me real cards! Fuck more astrolabes! uh but yeah well hopefully we won't have to think about this for much longer uh fnm isn't overrun with the GAC, so can go back at least at to our store it can go back to playing reasonable sideboard compositions uh after this mcq uh but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think we'll end on that note unless you have anything else to say chris um Oh, speaking of the snow deck, I'm a
1: little tilted because apparently I only owned three ice Ha! <laughs> How'd you manage that one? I don't know. Well, they're cheap. <laughs> For
0: now. So now I have to go find another one somewhere. Good luck with that. Everyone's Modern Horizons inventory is pretty picked over uh, at local stores, so. Gonna have to buy on TCG Player. Anyways, uh, thank you for checking us out and gacking around till the very end. Uh, if you're wondering where you can find more of our content you can head on over to mtgconflux.com you can support us and join the mtgconflux community at patreon.com slash mtgconflux you can find us on facebook twitter and youtube under the same name and you can also find us on redbubble now if you'd like to purchase some swag like t-shirts or stickers Uh, if you have any suggestions or comments you'd like us to read please feel free to shoot us a message on one of those previously mentioned platforms again we really do appreciate you sticking around and we hope you'll join us in the next one I have no gags. Later.